Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. It is Wednesday, August 2nd. We are two days away from the start. We ain't talking spring practice. We're talking the real deal. August camp, hot as hell. Season just a few weeks away. Nowhere to hide. Going to be fun. And Paul Strilo and I are lathered up to get out there and provide you with I guess about two and a half, three weeks of just wall-to-wall coverage of all of the major developments. Great time to sign up right now, TigerIllustrated.com. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Okay, we continue to make the rounds of Clemson's assistant coaches, providing the full uncut audio from their recent visits with the media. Today, Mike Reed, DB's coach, and ends Coach Lamansky Hall. Good stuff here. Enjoy. Coach, can you depth-wise, where does this kind of compare? Obviously, you can probably feel a little bit better this year than you did going into last year at this time, but how do you think your, your, your depth is heading into the fall? Right now, we've got probably the most depth that I've, I've had since I've been here, um, and that's, a, that's a, a good thing to have. Um, usually in the spring, we have some, some guys that are not participating uh, because of some medical reasons, but uh, going into fall camp, this is a, a great surprise. Everybody back for fall camp? Should everybody be cleared, Jaden? And- Everybody's cleared and ready to go, um, so it's going to be uh, exciting. Yes, uh, we, we've got two uh, returning starters, and then we got some young guys who've uh, played significant time last year, and then we got some young kids that will uh, add a uh, a couple more pieces to the puzzle, so I feel very good. You know, uh, just got to make sure those guys that are uh, behind the stars are ready to go at any time. That one player we can play. Uh, 
I mean, if you, if you go back and you look at the young man coming out of high school, extremely athletic, um, made great plays. Uh, just look at the ACC championship game, and uh, he made a heck of an interception. But, you know, it's a telltale sign of something that he did the last game he played in his high school career at the uh, Under Armour football game. What stands out about this group that you think can be a defining characteristic? What are you trying to cultivate out of them that, that they already bring to the table? That everybody's a starter. You know, that, you know, you're just one play away from uh, being a starter and that you got to be ready when your time is called. Can you put a value on having Sheridan come back for that extra year, that leadership that he brings? Um, you know, anytime you can get a young man that has significant snaps as, as Sheridan, who's been through the test, uh, through injury, uh, through a lot of adversity, you know, he's like a wise man. You know, he can pour, pour into these young kids and uh, become that leader. When, uh, when I'm not around. When you look at this group, what is the strength that you have? I would say athleticism, uh, leadership, um, guys who've had a significant uh, time of playing, you know, uh, guys who've been through the fire. You know, you talk about a kid, uh, Toriano Pride and Jay Lucas, who come as true freshmen who play uh, a lot of snaps, which is very good. So now you feel comfortable with the depth. You know, so now you, you know you have four guys legitimately that can go in in any game and start. Oh, uh, you saw uh, continually getting better, game after game, getting more confident, getting more situated uh, in his position and in his role to a point where you know uh, he didn't want to come off the field. You know, so it, it was good, and then hopefully he can take that from the spring and carry it over into the fall. Devin talked about maturity with him last year. He's talking about that also. Have you seen a jump from him at that stage, yeah. maybe off-field and leadership-wise too? Most yeah. definitely. I mean, you, you, you're in a program such as this who uh, basically squeezes you. You know, you're not going to be able to, to, to be stagnant, stay the same in this type of program where there's uh, a lot of people that are, you know, pushing, pushing you and pulling you and, and pressing you to be better. Be better. Toriano is a guy that Maybe could have let his confidence, you know, fail a little bit last year, but it didn't look like it did. What do you look for him going into this season? Um, big things. You know, the kid's a true freshman. You know, and I don't know too many defensive backs that have never given, uh, uh, never given up a touchdown. You know, the greatest ones have given up a touchdown. Uh, it's those that, you know, that come back. That's what you want to see from a young man, and he did. And so uh, from that aspect, you know, I'm very excited about him. Well, I need to see a guy that, you know, just goes out there and just lays it on the line. This is his last hurrah. So it's no more, hey, coach, I'm coming back for a, a, a six-year. You know, he's done. He's, uh, so it's, for him, it's just time to go out and, 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 and utilize all the skills that he's acquired and all the God-given talent that has been given to him and just let it go. And you do have some freshmen coming in. What is your plan for them? What, what do you see out of those guys? Well, my, my, uh, the plan is, hey, I recruited – them to play you know uh, I'm not here to you know put guys on the bench and you know heck I may die tomorrow you know so I want to see these guys play and I'm sure they want to play too so uh, you know the plan is hey get them to learn the playbook get uh, make that transition from high school to college and, and let's go what's realistic for a guy like Mason Kelly year one is to get on the field in any aspect special teams offense defense uh, wherever you know he can find a role and 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 uh, flourish.
an underrated guy? Um, I mean, when you say underrated, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we, we've been able to watch this young man grow up uh, over the years, and, you know, uh, maybe if his school played the number one school in the country, maybe, I don't know. Uh, we're excited to have him here. I know that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's rocking with me. With a two-way guy like that, how does the you know, practice time, practice time kind of get split with someone that when he comes in, know what he's in well, you, you, what you want to do is you want to make sure the kid has a strong foundation on either side of the ball. You know, you don't want him to flip-flop around and he just be out there like a fish out of water. You know, you want to get him to a place where he, you know, he has a strong uh, foundation where he can now he can have some confidence. Because that's the one thing a lot of times these kids don't have when they come from transition from high school to college is that confidence that need they need to uh, to be to be very good. Uh, mm, they're all different, you know, in, in aspects, you know, and I haven't been around him, you know, for a couple of weeks. So, you know, just to, you know, you, you see him from afar, you know, but now when you have him with you day in and day out and you can truly get to know these young men is, you know, I'll be able to give you a better at, uh, uh, assessment of him. Do you remember the last two-way guy you coached here? Any experience through that at Clemson or maybe in a previous uh, Ray Ray McLeod. And if I could rewind again, Heck, I thought Ray Ray would have been a better cornerback than he was a receiver. But, hey, he's having a successful career in the NFL, so, hey, it's worked out for him. But, you know, me being selfish, I wish he played a little bit more deep to the back. When you're looking at young, young guys, first-year guys, what is the one thing that comes to sounds like, okay, this guy is ready to play at this point right now? A guy that plays at a tremendous speed. Now, not ultimately, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, drill, whatever it is, he's going full speed. He makes a mistake, he's going full speed. And some people don't really under, realize what, when coaches say, you know, if you make a mistake, make it go on full speed. It means, hey, whatever you do, just go. You know, don't think about it, just go. You know, as, as, as uh, my mom used to say, if you're thinking, you're stinking. You know, I need a guy that's not thinking, just playing. How did that question impact you here on the people thinking, just thinking? Well, man, I, I was one of those cerebral kind of guys. I always used to think. <laughs> You know, and, you know, maybe that's why my transition was a lot slower, you know, than a lot of these young men today. Um, heck, they're faster, they're bigger, you know, they're, they have more uh, tools, you know, technology has changed, so they're but more apt uh, right now to play than I was when I was coming up. I think we, we, we have all the ingredients to be very good. No, no, what we do is, is, is another thing. But I, I, I truly believe we have everything we need in order to be a very, very good football team. You know, we just got to put it together. And, and like I said, you know, the stars have to align. You know, um, you know, guys being injury prone, you know, being healthy, being availability, you know. So, you know, times have changed now, you know, where you got a lot of other things that, you know, coming to encompass to these kids' mind. You got the social media aspect. You got NIL. You got all this other craziness. So hopefully if we can, you know, uh, feed the focus and not the distractions, we will be very good. Yeah, since the, since the first, I'd say the first or second year around, I was here when uh, J. Ron Kirsch, McKenzie Alexander, um, uh, Marcus Edmonds, when I had those guys, I had a very, de a very big group. 
now I, I, I see it getting back to it. You know, we've got you know guys on the roster that can, can are very interchangeable. They can play multiple positions and have the aptitude to play. You mentioned the NIL situation. What's it like for a guy like you to like see the evolution of that and try and help your guys navigate that? I know you guys have professionals in place, but as a mentor, as somebody with a close relationship with these guys, what are you? What do you make of it, and how do you try and help the guys make smart decisions? Right? Well, the, the thing about it, I mean, it's, it's a good situation. Some people are using it for the, the, the right way, and some are using it for the wrong way. Um, my, my advice for these young men is, you know, don't get so caught up in chasing this, this money that's not forever money. You know, it's not sustainable money that's going to last you a long time. You know, do what you got to do. Uh, build your brand, you know, build your brand, because ultimately your brand is what's going to carry you. Your man, your character is what's going to carry you, you know. And I want guys that want to chase the NFL, you know, because I don't want guys to lose sight what they're coming for, to graduate and hopefully to play in the NFL. Um, can you speak on maybe what you think, though, wellness in general, mental health of your team, uh, your defense just coming into the offseason? anything over the summer that revamped you and your coaching staff, or maybe even the players, just feeling healthy and feeling well coming into August? Um, just getting feedback of guys working out, uh, older guys stepping up and becoming leaders. You know, that's what you want to see in a program. You know, you want to see those, those kids start taking some accountability, you know, and, and uh, making sure things are getting done the right way. And, uh, and that's, like I said, you don't always want to have a coach to, to spearhead something. You want the, the, the players to, to take their own initiative and, and make something happen. And, and I've heard a lot of things uh, taking place this summer that's which is very good. Who have you heard that's stepping into that leadership role? Uh, Rook, uh, Tyler Davis, uh, Sheridan Ash, you know, uh, you know, and I've always been on Sheridan to, you know, to voice his opinion, to step up. And, uh, you, know, he, you know, so it's, it's good to hear those guys, you know, uh, articulating and, and, and talking up things and being leaders. I mean, uh, West. I mean, I've been here, like I said, besides West, we've been here probably the longest on the defense side of the ball. So I've always seen it any. You know, it was just an action. It's like, you know, being a caged person and somebody letting you out. You know, it's like, you know, West has a, a, a knowledge and a depth of, of, of defense. And, you know, to see him be able to put together it was good. You know, this year is going to be a better product. Correct me if I'm wrong, you were on the Panthers in 96? Yes. Okay, just uh, Moose and Muhammad, 96, Ooh. you know, Panthers ring of um, honor. Um, you remember anything battling with him back then and just your perception on him on that? Moose was strong. And, you know, you don't, you know, for me, I played in the Big East, and there weren't many receivers except for a couple of receivers that played at the University of Miami that were that size and that strong and that gifted. He was, uh, he was, he was one, of the, one of the best that I've ever faced, you know, from, a, from that aspect. And good guy, you know, good family man. And I'm happy to see him going uh, to receive the accolade. You mentioned the defense is going to be a better product this year. Point blank blunt, why? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's year two. You know, yeah, you know, there were some changes, you know. Uh, you got a de two de another defensive coordinator. So guys have to, you know, you know uh, get accustomed to, to Wes and his style. You know, and, and like I said, you know, it's the only way to get to get better. You know, uh, more knowledgeable uh, guys taking more ownership. You know, and like I said, the leader stepping up. What does West bring? I mean, it's 
seems really obvious. We are told what an intellect he is and, and, and the brain that he has. But on when you're in the huddle, when you're in those meetings, when you're meeting with your athletes, how does he, as a DC, change the picture and change the dynamic? Well, I, one, he doesn't get caught up in, 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 the, in the, the, the emotion and everything. You know, he's a calm, you know, cool, collected guy. He does, you know, he'll get excited. Yeah, he'll get excited. But you know, in the same token, he has a level head. You know, he, you know, he not, he's not going to come in the, in the huddle and just, you know, bash and, and rah-rah and all that. He's going to, you know, make sure everybody's even killed and, you know, explain what he wants to be done. What's the mentality of you guys? Well, you know, you, you, you learn from your past mistakes. You know, and this is like I said, when you talk about maturity of a team, you see a team that A, you know, we did not finish well. And then that's why you see a lot of the young men who have, you know, who are supposed to leave come back because they have something to prove. You know, and that's a good thing to have is have that chip, you know, because I think that's what's, what you need in college football, you know. And that's the one thing about college football that I like is the passion, you know. And so you'll see, like I said, you'll definitely see a different, a different defense, a different team. Seems like over the years, um, special teams is one of the aspects of football that's gotten a little bit more restricted in terms of just like when I was growing up, at least so many stars, so much fun. Right. Um, how is your perception on coaching special teams now when it's just kind of a little bit more condensed area of football? Man, it, it, you know, you just have to adjust, you know, because that's the only way. The rules are not going to change, <laughs> you know, and so you've got to you you got to make do with you uh, with, with uh, within the rules that you have, and you just got to go hard. I mean, it's still an aspect of a game that will will change. One play will change the game, so you've got to be still on that on that cutting edge and still be aggressive and intense, and so that's you know that's what we have to do. Wow, I mean, you don't see him cut like that uh, anymore. A lot, let's put it that way. A uh, young man who is focused, who has leadership qualities, and is not afraid to voice his, his opinions uh, with the older guys. A lot of times you have a lot of freshmen that come in that, you know, they just sit over there and they, they never, ne you never hear of them. Well, Shelton's a guy that he's going to get on the older guys. Just as, you know, um, he's a guy that wants to be, he wants to be good. He wants to be coached. Um, and it's, it's a pleasant surprise to, to see him, you know, go to work. You know, it kind of gives you that, that McKenzie Alexander-ish type of feel, you know, work ethic where he's just going to constantly work. Uh, I mean, I, I try not to compare coordinators. I mean, you know, because, heck, I can go back to Jim Johnson. I mean, they all have great a attributes. You know, the thing is, you know, they're good people. You know, and, I like, I, and heck, that's why I'm here. You know, I've been here going on season 11, and you don't, you don't stay in certain places where, one, you're not liked, and, two, that you don't like the people that you're working with. So he's a guy I love working with, and so that's why I'm here. <laughs> I mean, in every aspect, you know, because, uh, you know, when a, a young man tells me he wants to go to the NFL, then my mindset is, A, what are they going to do to not give you the money that you deserve? And we're going to work on that. And so I would say, you know, uh, early uh, in, in, uh, in the summer, I sent him one of these, 
pre-scouting things that somebody had sent me, and we just went down and we talked about, hey, this is what we need to do, you know. And so in every aspect of his game, you know, if you if you want to be that guy, then hey, this is what you need to do. So you know, everything. I mean, heck, he can work on footwork, tackling, everything. You know, this. You know, for me, I'm going I'm I'm gonna get that blood out of a stone. You know, even though they say I ain't gonna get it. You know. And then when we lost the we added our song, then I re-asked that special teams question, was just emphasizing still the importance of special teams in a day and age where it seems like that aspect of the game is a little bit more restricted. Well, you, you have to. I mean, just look at our, our game against uh, Notre Dame last year. We had a block punt go for a touchdown. Changed the dynamics of the game. So it's very important, you know. Uh, and so we, we stress it. And I said, you know, with the, the amount of depth that we have this year, you know, we have a lot of guys that now we can we can press into that play when you know other guys may be injured or you know may need a break. Um, but special teams is definitely important. You know, um, so we, we hey, heck, you know, come game one, we got to go get it. I mean, he is what you know what we saw when he was what eight nine years old. You know, a young kid who was scrappy, who, who you know, who had a chip on his shoulder, um, who's always living behind his brother. So it's now an opportunity him for to step out in the shadows. You know, and the 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 word on the street has been, you know, he is what he is supposed to be. You know, he's a worker. You know, great footwork. Uh, you know, good football IQ. And so I'm looking forward to actually now being on the other side and being able to coach him. And then with, with turnovers, you guys were very active in the spring game, but I know, you know, uh, Peanut Tillman, you know, Peanut Punch, is there something you guys stress? So obviously you hope the receiver never catches the ball. Right. You want to secure the situation and then go for the turnover. Right. But, uh, what's the relationship of kind of forcing some turnovers? Well, the thing about it is the more turnovers you, you force, the more opportunity you give your offense an opportunity to score. Um, we have a device in our, in our meeting room that every time they come in the meeting room, they hit the ball because it's all about the ball. If we if defensively, if we can get the ball out, then we're doing what we're supposed to. And if, if our offense can keep the ball in, then they're doing their they're, they're doing their job. And so it's something that's stressed every day. You know, we tally uh, points on uh, uh, fumbles, cause fumbles, or opportunities on the ball. So if a young man doesn't take an opportunity for uh, for a, uh, a punch on the ball, he gets deducted points. So, you know, and at the end, you know, there's a there's a prize. And so everybody wants to win that prize. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of hungry guys going after the football. How will this position group define success this year? How will this position group define success this year? Um, if we do our job. You know, uh, football is a, is a team sport. You know, it's not it's not basketball where one guy can take control of the game. You know, you know, as you know, we are only as good as our defensive line, as our linebackers, as well as, you know, our defensive line is, not, is, 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 you know, rests on our linebackers in the secondary. So we all work collectively together. And so if we all do what we're supposed to do, we'll be a very good team. <laughs> Who's a guy or guys that people may not know their name yet, but by the end of the season you think they will have made a splash? Hmm. That's hard to. I, I mean, I I can't really answer that because I've not really seen. I've not seen the young yeah. the, the, the newer the younger guys in. So it's you know, you know it's one thing to be said when guys are running around with uh, shorts and t-shirts on, but it's another thing when guys put pads on. So if you see me um, say the third day of pads, I'll, I'll be able to answer that. Miles, <laughs> Miles is working hard. Um, he looks good. I mean, 
Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you know, people say he's ahead of schedule. And so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see him, see what he looks like, you know. Um, he's a guy, unfortunately, you know, he uh, had an injury. And so uh, as I tell him, you know, Coach Reed had that same injury. So I don't want to hear about any complaining. Let's go get it. You have to. I mean, you've always got to be evolving in this game because if not, you're going to get left behind. Because there's some young kid that's behind Mike Reed that's saying, hey, I got to go get Mike Reed's job. And so one, as, as Coach uh, McCory says, I got to stay relevant. And the way you stay relevant in this game is you're always seeking knowledge. You know, so uh, I went and did a, a, a week, uh, basically a professional development with some other defensive back coaches. And so just trying, to, just trying to find different ways of teaching that I can get my guys to learn quicker and being able to turn around and make plays, you know. If there was one thing in your coaching career that you could experience for the first time again, what would it be? Wow. I, I, I mean, I can't really pinpoint, you know, because every day is, 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 is a blessing for me. Anytime I wake up and, and the sun's up and I get to put my feet on the ground and run around, that's a blessing. So, I, I mean, everything is good for me. I'm, I'm one of those guys that even if it's bad, it's good. You know, I try not to let negativity become, come into my mind. You know, so I'm always trying to find positivity in everything that I do and say. And, and for me, uh, to be able to bring that to my players and to have them to, to learn how to, to do that because mental health is, 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 is very big now. And so to get these young men to not listen to the negativity and, and, and continue to breathe positive things in their, in their mind is what I love to do. You talked about spending some time with some other defensive back coaches. How unique is college football that you guys are all competitors and you're competing week in and week out, but you still take time to learn from each other and teach each other? Well, when you've been in this game as long as I have, you, you, you build friendships. And it comes to a point that, I mean, yeah, on game day you compete, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day when we walk away, all right, what do you want to be remembered as? Do you want to be remembered as that, deep, that, that coach over there that didn't talk to you, you know? And for me, I'm always trying to bring somebody else with me. So if there's a young coach, hey, I'm bringing him with me because I remember when I was a young coach, you know, there was somebody that brought me along, you know? So it's my service to the, to, to the game of football and to, and to men, period, is to bring somebody along. Who would you credit with bringing you along Man, there are a bunch of coaches. <laughs> I mean, you know, to talk about Steve Spagnola, the, the defense coordinator at Kansas City, uh, Leslie, uh, Leslie Frazier, who was the coordinator at uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, Trent Walters, who's now retired, who, you know, at one point in time, uh, Trent uh, took a job where I was working with the Eagles, and I thought and I was going to get elevated. And Coach Johnson said, ah, Mike, you're not ready yet. I'm going to bring Trent Walters in. And Trent, you know, to this day is a guy that I would call up in the heartbeat and say, Coach, I need some help, you know. And so those are some, some guys. You talk about Larry Slade that used to be at, uh, at the University of Tennessee, who was at Louisville, and he may not know, but I used to watch videos of him, you know. So uh, that's the one thing I do love about technology today is I can get on YouTube and I can Google and I can find uh, information on different coaches and just sit and listen, you know, or read books. I don't know right now, you know, it's, it's cause he, he, you know, he, you know, seeing him in high school and now seeing him up here, 
with the big guy, it's going to be interesting. So my expectation for him is like, all, like the rest of them. Let's go. You know, I want to see him go out there, and I want to see the things that I saw when he was in high school. You know, maybe a little different, maybe a little bit slower because he's still learning and getting adapted. But, that, you know, that's why I recruit these kids. I want to see them play. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> so something I didn't know was that you were Mr. Irrelevant. Ooh. So, talk about that. Wow. Okay, there's, there's, there's two emotions, okay? There's the emotion of not knowing and being very mad. You know, uh, I tell people that the draft is, is, ooh, it can be very cruel. So, and I told, you go from getting phone calls to people saying you're going to be a third-round draft pick uh, to teams actually calling you 10 minutes before the pick, saying, hey, we're going to pick you. And then you look on the TV screen, and somebody else's name goes across. And you're like, whoa. You know, and then, you know, turning off the lights, turning the TV off, and then receiving a phone call, you know, I guess four hours later uh, from uh, Mr. Richardson in Carolina asking me, you know, what airport I would fly out of. And I'm like, uh, Philadelphia. And he goes, well, we're going to select you as the last man drafted. And it's Mr. Relevant. And I'm like, I had no clue what Mr. Relevant was. Because, one, I didn't watch the draft, so I didn't have, like, the little prelude of you know, Mr. Relevant. I didn't see it. So I was upset, you know. And so after a while, when people started educating me on what Mr. Relevant was, I was excited, you know. Because, one, I got a signing bonus that was more than the fifth-round draft pick. I went to California and I was in the, the, the parade with uh, Mickey and Minnie, you know, and so I felt like our first round draft choice, you know, so that was the two emotions, you know, one where I was mad and the other one where I was extremely happy. And then, you know, it, it provided that chip on my shoulder because I wanted to prove to people that I was not irrelevant, but relevant. So it worked, it worked out. <laughs> so then given your draft experience, you know, that waiting game and then, you know, stress and turning the TV out, this Anything can happen. You know, teams are, you know, your worth is going to be detracted by things that you do on the field, you know, or the things that you don't do on the field or do off the field. So I'll just say, hey, you know, look, do all that you can, okay, and then make sure everything that you put out there is positive. And then you let the shit fall where they may, you know. So you played here. Valley your first season. Yeah. That kid, that young Mike Reed, would you have ever imagined that some years later you'd be coaching in Death Valley as well? No. Um, and it's and it's like a dream. It's like a, like a, a full circle movement, you know. Um, and I tell people, yeah, you know, I haven't, I didn't uh, go to Clemson, but I played at Clemson. You know, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, my first year in the NFL, all my home football games were in Death Valley. So it's a uh, I can actually say I, I played here, you know, for a year. What did you do a week of professional development? Uh, well, I, I got together with about seven defensive back coaches, and we just talked about defensive back technique, defenses, and stuff like that. And just, you know, we went out and played some golf, you know, like like normal, you know. And uh, What's the golf to football ratio there? Bad. <laughs> Very bad. <laughs> you know, that's why I don't bet on myself. <laughs> Mike, uh, Wes was talking over here just about growing as first year as defense coordinator, just having the confidence to stand in front of the room and be 
the leader, how much have you seen him grow as a person? It's funny because he was he, like, he goes from being the guy at the back of the room to now he's the guy in the front of the room. So it's one of those things where, you know, uh, not everybody could do that, you know, and he's, you know, to, to, to see him evolve into that is, is, is great. It's like watching a young kid, you know, who, you know, who, who can't crawl, then he crawls, and then the next thing you know, he's running. You know, I think Wes didn't even crawl. He just got him start running. <laughs> so it was, it was a good transition, and, and to see him grow, you know, Wes is not the, the, the guy at the back of the room anymore. You know, he's the guy that's leading the, the, the charge. Well, it, you know, it's, it's it's great, you know, because like I said, he's going to he's going to ask you, Mike, what do you what do you think? You know, this is what I think, but this what, what do you think? And then collaboratively between me, him, and uh, Mickey, you know, we'll put we'll put something on there that on the board that you know kids can adapt to and and uh, regurgitate and go. Thank you. Absolutely thrilled to have Willie Taco joining the Dubcast as a sponsor. The company that also owns the great freight yard and flock shop in Spartanburg is run by Clemson People, and they have five locations for Willie Taco and its splendid brand of Fresh Fusion. Quick testimonial here. Recently took a party of 10 to the Easley location of Willie Taco. First time there for everybody in the group. Everything, the service, the cocktails, the food was just exceptional. Folks, this does not happen by accident. They do an amazing job across the board. The Easley location of Willie Taco is planning an event with PJ Hall, so stay tuned for that. Easley address 5051 Calhoun Memorial Highway. The website is willytaco.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-35. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Its office is located beside the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Out of this defensive line group this summer? Uh, what I've seen is the guys are working hard. <clears throat> they look amazing. Uh, they're here. All, they, a lot of guys have been here all summer <laughs> working on their craft, working with D-Love, our strength and conditioning staff. Um, they've been taking care of their body from a mobility standpoint, uh, spending time with Beamer, uh, just, just doing all the things that they need to do to, to play and execute and have a great season. XT is an older guy yep. coming off of an injury. Where is his mentality going into his last season? Uh, he's, he's, he's great. I saw him at the ladies' clinic on Saturday. Uh, we sat together, big, huge smile on his face. His body looks amazing. Uh, just I saw uh, the, the, you know, his, he just looks lighter in terms of the focus, not worried about anything, and, and uh, that's, been, that's been really, really good. He's leading our, he's leading our group. He's taken on the leadership role. He's never had to do that before, and so he's embraced it, and uh, he's doing a good job. Thank you.
been so long with so many ups and downs. Right. Well, you know, I think each each season has been different. It's been different, man. He come in the freshman year. He was dealing with, you know, he had an outstanding year. Then uh, a lot of the pressure got on him. You know, he started not focusing on the things that he needed to focus on. And he just got sideways a little bit. But you know, X is man. He's he's uh he, he's he's one of those guys. If you can keep him focused. And he's able to do that now, and you can keep him focused. Uh, I always felt, and I do feel, um, the best is still yet to come with Xavier Thomas. And this year, in particular, he's in a leadership role, and guys are watching. And and so X has to be here. He has to be here. If you're going to be a leader, you got to be available. And so he's been available, and I'm proud of that. Do you feel like there's still a first-round I'm not sure. You know, I uh, that's not – I don't, you know, I'm not a draft expert. All I know is that if he does what he's supposed to do and he's he's available on the football field, uh, he's going to help his chances in the NFL draft. A guy like that, when any player can kind of lose focus, there's kind of that toss-up of you need to see something from them that you keep investing in them. Right. You got a lot of guys here that require your attention. Right. What was it about him? What did you see that told you he was still worth your effort, still worth your investment? Uh, I think <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I think for him, I saw last year when he played those two games, right? And then he's like, Coach, I want to come back. So it's there, right? And for me, this offseason, this summer, Xavier taking on that role as being a leader uh, just does so much for me as a coach. Now I know that I can trust him. I can count on him. He's going to be available. He's going to do the things that he's supposed to do. And then look at his body. He's He's – He's a, he looks great, right? Um, he's leading. He's here. He's working out. He's with the guys. He didn't go home uh, this summer. He stayed here. And to me, that's a huge investment to our program. Is he as healthy mentally and physically as he's yes. been probably the entire time yes. he's been here? Yes, yes. All of that. Say that again. How do you feel about the depth behind XT and Masco? I feel good. I feel good. So X, X and uh, Masco was hurt this, this spring. And this hurt. They didn't play much this spring. And so I was able to uh, get the young guys a lot of reps. And, you know, Cade, TJ Parker, Zaire, Jaheen, uh, Armand Mason, all those guys got reps. And I was able to evaluate moving forward what, what you know, what we could do at that position. So if, if if, you know, for whatever reason, if X and Masco can't play, I feel very confident in the guys that are behind them. Then you got A.J. Hoffler and David Ojebwe, who obviously wasn't here this spring. Um, they will get a lot of reps this fall just to see, you know, what they can do and how they can help us moving forward. Absolutely. T.J. Parker is a guy that will help us. Uh, very excited for him. And I saw a lot in that when he was here this spring and what he did and and so he can for sure help us, and he will help us. What's the identity of this line now? Because you lose such characters, you lose such personality uh, in, in last year's group. What, what's the, the personality? Have they found their personality? Oh, yeah. We're, they're going to be workers. All right. We, we're going to not. Know that or oh, yeah. Yours? Okay. No, they, they will know that. Uh, we're going to be locked in, not a whole lot of distraction. Uh, we haven't played one down. And it's important for us to focus on the main thing. And that's how we can help our team 
get to the goals that we have in mind. That's number one. And this is, it's, you know, it's no, uh, I, I love the Avengers and all that stuff. Man, just lock in, right? Don't get caught up in all of that. Let's just be one team, one defense. And that's, that's our focus. That's it. How much does it help to have guys that it helps a lot. You need that in your room. Yeah, yeah. You need that in your room. You need the leadership. Uh, those guys know what it looks like. You know, I think about when I had Cleveland and, and, and uh, Austin Bryant, right? And you had KJ. Those guys were freshmen, right? So they took those young guys under their wings and taught them what it looked like. So it, they, they've, they've had the example of what it is, and now we just got to gotta put it together. You talk about them working hard in the summertime. Yeah. Preparing their craft. How about you personally? What do you do to well, I, I, better in your craft yeah, as a coach and yeah. coaching staff? I spend, I spend a lot of time just talking to other coaches, uh, trying to figure out uh, better ways to communicate certain things. Uh, how is this teaching progression? Um, and, you know, I think for me, that's, that's one way I, I do a lot of professional development, whether it's a Zoom call or I just go meet with someone just talking football and how to get better. How do you balance allowing players to have input versus also you're the coach and right. this is the, the game plan? Well, at the end of the day, this, this game is about players making plays, right? And so guys, they may they play the game. I'm on the sideline, right? I, I watch a lot of tape, but uh, I rely on the, the players that has experience, that we've worked together for a while, and, and that I can trust those guys. So for me, trust is, is huge. If I can trust you and you can do, you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, then I don't mind taking you know, those type of that information there from you. And how do they earn that trust? Uh, by doing the little things, all right? Being here, being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be. If you're supposed to have workouts and you're supposed to be here at six o'clock, you gotta be there, right? If, uh, uh, if, if, if it's, you know, whether it's on the field, you don't make a lot of mistakes. Guys that are putting time in in the film room, watching tape, doing extra things off the field. Uh, when, it, when practice is over, you're not the first one to go to the locker room, but you stand after working on your craft. Those are the guys that I, that I, that I want to see. What's the next step for TJ? What you saw in the spring? Yeah, uh, TJ Parker is, uh, I think next step for him is, you know, just continue to refine his pass rush. Uh, you know, he, last year he came in when in, in the spring he was a you know, high school kid. Just really, just trying to figure it out. I think now just really believing that he knows what to do and just do it. Don't don't second guess. Just go ahead and do it so you can play fast. Yeah, we talked about him getting stronger. Yep. Uh, and maybe even adding a little more. But any yep. numbers you can cite from? I mean, it's only been three months really. But right. Well, I think I think he's gotten obviously a lot bigger. Uh, I think TJ is probably 260 maybe. Uh, he's leaner. Uh, he's more explosive. And he's had gotten thicker upper body. And uh, those are the things that we knew he needed to do. And uh, he was able to do that this summer. So I'm excited for that. How about I'm sorry. Okay. You hadn't worked with them yet. But Not yet. You've seen David and AJ yeah. come through. Any yeah. returns from what you've seen or what you've heard? Uh, just that they are workers. You know, I've asked a couple of the veteran guys, what do you think about the two young pups? And they're like, Coach, they, they work hard. They're, they're workers. They ask the right questions. They want to get better. They're faster. 
explosive, and so uh, I'm excited for that. David didn't get as much attention because his recruitment got done yeah. early. Yeah. See a little different type as far as a guy who comes in, just you know, a little bigger, a little stronger than, right. than the guy who normally arrives. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, you know, David does some. You know, he got to work on his flexibility, and things like that. Um, but David is a he's a twist up guy that can run. Uh, can rush the quarterback. He's had a great foundation with his D-line coach, so he's under, he understands the game, and uh, he, he'll come in and he'll do well. He'll do well. How about Lawson? It sounded like he had a good spring. Where, where is he in his development? Uh, you know, I think I think he is uh, in a in a good in a good place. Uh, he's he still is a guy that haven't played a lot of football, right? But um, he was redshirt last year, and he had a good spring. One thing Lawson can do, Jaheim can rush the quarterback. So he understands pass rush. Uh, I do think he needs to get bigger, stronger, so he can play in the run game. But, man, you put him out there in some third-down situations, um, he can definitely rush the quarterback. Zaire's one you've been you know, trying to bring along. Yeah. He had a good spring game. Yep. Uh, what have you kind of seen or heard him over the summer? He's had a great summer. He's been here, hadn't missed anything. Uh, he's worked hard. He's gotten bigger in the weight room, gotten stronger, more faster, explosive. Uh, I think next step for him is maturity, just trying to define, you know, decide if this is what he really wants to do. And if so, let's do it at a high level. Let's be consistent. And that's the message for him. Let's be consistent, man. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, XT, sorry, um, to see XT, you know, start the season healthy and yep. go the whole season, um, you know, finish with a bang. But, uh, just off the field, you know, how invaluable is it to have a, a guy with his experience, his longevity, his, his leadership quality? It's been great. Uh, I think I think it's very valuable. We need it. Uh, he has a lot to bring to the table that he can share with the young guys, uh, whether it's things he's dealt with off the field. Uh, he can share that as well. And things that he's done on the field. Uh, I think David Ojepway, uh he really likes Xavier Thomas. And... and uh, very similar body type and I just I'm looking forward to watching X you know I've seen his his his, his maturity from a leadership standpoint thus far and I just hope it continues throughout what were uh, conversations like with Greg Williams that he decided to step away from the program um, sorry, say that again with Greg Williams that he decided to step away uh, from the program what were conversations like with him did he, did he speak with y'all about that or what was kind of your read on that uh, he, 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 he talked to me and Coach Sweeney about that and he just decided you know he just felt like it's just time for him to move on do something else I really don't know I, I, I do think um, you know, Greg got his degree and he decided that you know this is probably the best thing for me right now and, and uh, alright man whatever you want to do you know I, I, I had no issue with Greg Williams he, he came in and done the things that he was supposed to do there was no off the field issues and uh, that's what you want I guess that's kind of a late swap, you know, with your depth. I guess how, how did that kind of change things at all? Doesn't change at all. Didn't change at all for me because uh, I had a lot of guys already had depth already at that position, so it didn't change at all. Where do Vic Burley and Peter Woods fit in on this on this defense line? Oh, they fit in really well. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh man, we were just watching film of Vic and and Peter yesterday. So. Explosive and powerful, strong. Uh, they are they are awesome, and they're going to help us. 
Um, I'm excited to watch him. You know, I think Peter Woods is a guy that can play any position on the D-line uh, and, and play at a very, very high level. Uh, Vic Burley can do the same thing. Vic uh, Burley, both Peter and Vic, have won state championships. They know what it feels like. They know what it looks like. And uh, they're going to help us. They're going to help us a lot. Is the Christian Wilkins comparison for Peter Woods legitimate uh, yet or no? Nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, you know, Christian is Christian, right? And he's a freak. And Peter Woods is Peter Woods, and he's a freak. I don't. I really don't get into the, the comparison. Okay. Um, Peter Woods is a strong young man, and he is. It, oh my gosh, the, the sky's is all is the limit for him, and what he can do. And, and I, I, you know, you look up, you'll be like, wow. And that's what Peter Woods is. Have you, have you seen many guys come through here that you're? Did you have that impression of on day one? Yeah, uh, Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Said the same thing about Big Dex. Said, man, golly. I, I remember telling a buddy of mine who's a scout with the Chicago Bears, keep your eyes on Dexter Lawrence as a freshman. It was unbelievable. And then, you know, obviously Christian. Uh, and then Peter is that guy. He's, he's, he's that type of guy. Christian, we need to talk about just the fact, the difference that Christian – their high school experience levels, you know, yeah. Peter coming from Alabama, Christian up in Connecticut, yeah. a little bit different. You're an Alabama guy. Is there something to that? I think so. I think so. I think the competition that he played and, 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 and the level in which he played uh, is probably one that that's probably the reason Coach Sweeney made that comparison. But, yeah, man, this guy played with the state, state championships. He started as a freshman in high school and played in the state championship. First time I saw him play at, at a state championship game as a freshman in high school. And uh, never forget, I was with Todd Bates. I said, man, look at this guy. He is something special. And uh, he is special. Special, special player. Yeah, I think he can play wherever we want him. It depends on, uh, obviously, you don't want to take, take Xavier Thomas off the field uh, and mask school, but... We can. We're trying to get our best matchups, and if, if that means for him to be, to get him on the field, and the packages that we're going to use, if that means to get him on the field at that position, yeah, we would do that. This is year two of NIL is a big thing in the sport. Mickey was talking about identifying people who fit y'all's model. I guess. Yeah. What, what, what becomes important when you're looking for someone like that, especially with everything else? Going right. On? I think for us is it's important that we bring the right kids in our locker room. Character matters, right? I want guys that love the game of football, right? Not just like it, but love the game of football. And then they can play, and they've played at high levels, won championships, because that's what we, that's our goal around here, to win championships. And, and that's what we look for. Maskell's a guy that's been around here a long time. Yes, ma'am. What does he have to do to take that next step to solidify what's the starting job? I just want to see Maskell make plays. You know, I want to see him not not overthink things and just make the plays he's supposed to make uh, and, and understand why. And he's doing that. He's he's putting the work in. He's studying. He's leading. He's taking care of his body. He just looks great. And uh, that's that's what I'm looking for for him. Where's he grown the most? I think I, I think you know in the classroom. I think. 
you know, he's, he's learning the, the, the defense, right? But also, he's never been asked to lead is another thing. And now he's the leader now. He's, so he's growing in the leadership uh, and just just being available for the guys and leading and teaching and coaching. Uh, that's where he's growing. Where's the level of staff continuity among this defensive staff? You've all had a year together now after yeah. having some changes last year and to yeah. kind of grow and learn together. I think we are all on the same page and what we need to do as a staff, what we need to do uh, collectively uh, uh, to grow uh, our, our staff development, our professional development, going spending time with other coaches. I think we are all on the same page in that. And, and the one common goal is let's be great on defense, right? Let's, let's not be the reason why we don't win games. Like, let's get turnovers, let's get sacks. Uh, and that's, that's the goal for us. And, and we, we understand that as a staff. Our, our, our defense understand that. The coaches understand that. And, and that's the goal we want to portray and push forward towards our guys. There was a lot of hurt in the locker room after the Orange yeah. Do you kind of still sense that, that maybe be, it's maybe firing the guys heading into the fall? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I do think when guys look at okay, what we could, what we can become from a defensive standpoint, um, we gave up. We, I think the accountability part wasn't quite there last year, and so that's been that's been a focus. Let's be accountable. Let's be accountable to each other. Let's be accountable to the coaches. Let's do the little things right. And if we if we have if we did that last year, we could we could helped ourselves. So accountability has been huge on and off the field, and uh, I think I think that's been the focus, and that's what the guys are doing. Uh, you're accountable for workouts. If you're not here, we're gonna hear about it, and uh, I think that's that's the that's the big focus. Clemson has always ranked the best decade among the national leaders in tackles for loss, yep. sacks. Yes, that's that's a goal for us all the time. We want to we want to lead in tackle losses and sacks, and we do have that ability to do that. Yep. How, how integral is that? I mean, like, is that one of your barometers that you monitor? Like, if, yes. If, if you get a lot of those, you're doing the right thing. That's right. You are. I mean, if you if you get sacks, you get TFLs. Um, that means you're doing, like you said, you're doing some great things, and and, and that's what that's what we want. You know, I want I want my guys to to, to do that part. Right? We want to be aggressive. We are aggressive defense, and, and you're gonna have opportunities to to get sacks. Let's get them. Don't miss them. You're gonna have opportunities uh, to get TFLs. Make them. Don't miss those TFLs. And, and that's that's definitely a bar for for us from a defensive standpoint. With guys like Miles Murphy and KJ Henry moving on, do you feel that void, and how do you attempt to fill that void? I fill that void with Xavier Thomas, Justin Maskell. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's great having those two guys back. When they decide to come back, you know, we were we were really happy and excited for that. And so to have them back, it's been a plus. And to be able to teach the young guys, uh, it's been a plus. To have their leadership in that room. It's been a plus, so uh, it's awesome. And go ahead. No, I was going to say, what can't you replace about those guys, though? Um, 
Uh, can't you replace? I mean, the production. KJ Henry. You think about him. KJ Henry is a is an awesome young man on and off the field, right? Uh, I spent I spent five years with KJ, and what what an awesome time. And one thing about KJ that I that I knew all the time, he's going to ask the right questions. He want to know, Coach, what can I do to get better? And if he wasn't playing, Coach, what do I need to do so I can play? That's what I want my guys to ask me. All right, I want to be able to give you that detailed information. If you're not playing, if you're not playing the things that we want you to do and how we want you to do it, I'm going to tell you, but in order for you to get better, you need to know what you need to do to get better. And KJ was, he was, he had self-awareness. And a lot of times that's what happened. Guys don't have self-awareness. KJ Henry had self-awareness. And Miles Murphy was a guy that, uh, I mean, just, just all the ability in the world, you know, fast, explosive, can rush quarterback, can do it all. Great kid off the field, had no issues at all. And so those two guys I knew that I could go home and lay my head down at night and not worry about anything. So that's, those are things that, you know, that, that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss that. What was your level of surprise when XT and Basketball both said they were coming back? <laughs> Excitement. I, I, I knew, you know, I knew that that was an opportunity for X to come back. I didn't know exactly what Maskell was going to do just yet. But, uh, man, that just made my life a lot easier, to be honest with you. Uh, because I can imagine uh, being in a, uh, a position room with no experience. That, that would have been some long nights, long days. But knowing that I got two guys that have played a lot of, a lot of football, all right, and they can help teach these young guys. Uh, that was so exciting for me. Um, I think what we need to do is just, you know, do the things that we're supposed to do from a schematic standpoint, right? Just handle your business. Let's not be the reason we don't win football games. All right, let's be accountable. Uh, to do your job, right? Don't try to don't try to make plays when they're not there for you. Just do your job, right? And work hard each and every day, all right. And put team first. That's it. And that's gonna be that's gonna be my message to my guys. Every day, all day. This might be a rehash, but what is, what has XT's journey been like for you? Just to be able to witness all the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs with this being his final year. What are you looking for from him? Uh, I'm looking for leadership. I'm looking for uh, accountability, availability. And if he can do those things and do it consistently, uh, he'll have a great year. What I've, what I've seen so far is, uh, and I just spent time with X. I just told, I said this earlier, he was at the ladies' clinic. He looks amazing, right? He got a big smile on his face. Body looks great. Uh, he's healthy. Uh, and so that's... That's what I'm looking for. Continue to do that. Continue to lead. Continue to be available and be accountable to this team. Yes, sir. We're good. Ready to go. Yep. Yes, with uh, Justin Maskell, I've seen you bring that back experience. I think he only has two career sacks, though. So is there yep. untapped potential as a pass rusher? How do you? Yeah, it's untapped potential. Uh, we just got to continue to work on that craft. All right. Um, he, he can get to the quarterback. 
and, and he's been working hard on the skills and the techniques of that. And uh, I, I expect to see more sex than just the masculine. So it's ball. I think it's just it's just it's just uh, it's it's the fundamentals of uh, maybe not maybe not running past the quarterback. Maybe it's uh, the ball is coming out faster. It's different things that can happen throughout the game. Uh, Sometimes he wasn't in there on third down situations. Uh, he was maybe in there for first and second down rundown. Uh, but uh, I, what I do know is he's been working hard on this on this pass rush, and he's he's gonna get better. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say that in terms of how many sacks he'll have. I do know that. Uh, he will have more than what he was his career sacks, and he's gotten better. Uh, and he's working on his craft. He's working on the angles. He's working on get offs. He's working on battling with his hands. He's doing all those things. So uh, he's going. He's going. He's going to get better. T.J. Parker, Coach Sweeney was talking about. Like, he may have had like a wrist injury or something like that in high school. Wasn't able to really develop upper yeah. body wise. Have yeah. you seen over the last few months and be able to? That way. Well, from what I've what I've heard in the in the weight room, his numbers have gotten so much better from the bench press, uh, and that doesn't happen if you're if you're having issues with your wrist. And so, uh, he, from my, what my understanding is, he's healthy. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Everything is is good. No problems. And uh, so that's that's what I know. Does he kind of have a head start being one of those guys that came in in spring, or do you think Ojebway, Pablo are all that? same kind of mix in terms of those freshmen have a chance to get snaps. Oh, they will get snaps. Uh, we'll evaluate that throughout fall camp, just see how it, is, how it goes. But uh, I think it's a, uh, it's a learning process. You know, just he, I got to see how they do uh, from an install standpoint. But they will get reps and, and just see how it happens, see how it goes from there. Time for one more question. Anybody has one? What are your personal expectations for yourself going into this year? Man, I just want to be. I want to be focused in on my guys, right? I want to make sure that every day that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm demanding of my players, making sure that they know what to do and why they're doing it. That's my focus. Have higher energy. Uh, be accountable to my defense. Be accountable to the staff. Be accountable to this team. And I want my position group to do their job, not be the reason that we, uh, you know lose a game or whatnot, but I want to be the, I, want, I want to make sure my guys know that they they go out there each and every day, play relentless, give great effort, and uh, let's go out and dominate people. That's what I want from my guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay, good stuff there. Appreciate Dabo Sweeney making all these assistants available. The bumper music you're listening to, by the way, provided by the City Champs, as always. Also, got a new one in there, Cash Machine providing the intro music for Mike Reed earlier. City Champs, a Memphis-based band that I don't think they play anymore. Cash Machine, though, playing quite a bit. Greenville-based, they will punch you in your mouth. Check them out. They are on all the uh, platforms, Spotify, all that good stuff. Well worth a listen. Thank you to our sponsors, as always, for helping make this happen. And also, as always, thanks to every single one of you for hitting play. Really appreciate it.